Thank you for joining us on episode 18 of the SAP UK podcast. My name is Adam Clatworthy, and on the show this week, we're doing something a bit different. We're going to be talking about a recent hackathon that was hosted by our UK and Ireland Innovation Labs, along with our partner ecosystem. Now, before we dive in, I'd like you to have a listen to a message from our friends over at Sci Valley. Welcome to Sci Valley. It's currently the year 2032. Here at Sci Valley, we make ample use of technology. Just look at our flying drone taxis. The landscapes of modern cities have changed. You can work from home, in cafes, or if you want to do it old school, in an office. Our city prides itself in having a fully circular waste system. Landfills are non-existent here. Waste is composited or incinerated to heat our homes. Oh, and that plant pot used to be my water bowl. As great as this is, we're running the system at full capacity. A sudden increase in waste could cause a collapse. We wanted our cities to be safe green spaces, so we took commuting to the sky. But our supply routes haven't seen the same shift. Frequent traffic jams, issues and accidents on our supply routes have created an increasing shortage of food and other necessities. This issue is only set to increase with our booming tech industry attracting thousands of young talented workers every month. When Sci Valley was founded, there were only 300 families living here. Soon, we'll have 3.5 million homes to feed. As the world's population hits 9 billion people, our access to natural resources is beginning to run dry. And with more citizens, we face more waste, forcing us back towards industrial methods of disposal. Sci Valley needs you before we become silent. So the year is 2032 and Sci Valley needs our help to feed the smart cities of the future. This 48 hour challenge saw participants from across our UK and Ireland partner ecosystem use the SAP business technology platform, BTP, to imagine new ways to feed and manage the smart cities of the future. What is SAP BTP, you may ask? Well, it's essentially the engine behind the intelligent enterprise. It provides the technological foundation for all SAP applications, providing our customers with an open platform for innovation and integration of third-party apps and data. Joining me on the podcast to talk about the event, we've got a great lineup of speakers. From SAP, we have Nadine Elsham, Head of Alliances at SAP UK and Ireland, and Vivian Bocker, Innovation Specialist for the SAP Labs UKI. From Deloitte, we have Sarah Martin Morante, who's a UI and UX designer, and Will Powell, who's Director of Innovation. From Atos, we have Dion Nikopoulos, SAP Development Architect, and Russ Turner, Lead Software Developer. And from IBM, we have Kamud Singh, an SAP Enterprise Architect, and Stanny Baxter, SAP Project Manager. So thank you all for joining us on the show. I'm going to start with Nadine and Vivian from SAP, just to start with a bit more context and wider understanding about the event itself. So Nadine, Vivian, thank you very much for joining us. Could you just start by introducing yourselves? Uh, absolutely, Adam. Happy to go first. Um, so I'm uh, Nadine Arsham, um, and I manage our alliances partner organization within the UK. Perfect. Thank you, Nadine. I go next. My name is Vivian Bocha. I work as a solution advisor in our Innovation Labs team. And this year, I had the pleasure to organize our hackathon. Before we go into the detail of the hackathon itself, Nadine, I'd love to start with you to hear more about the broader context. So what is that broader strategic imperative for SAP to be doing these types of innovation events? And what's your focus for this year? Sure. Um, thanks, Adam. Okay, so well, I mean, we've got we've got a lot of strategic focus areas, but I guess the three main priorities for the partner ecosystem this year um, are growth, capacity, and capability and innovation. So we're looking at doubling the overall partner contribution to the UK business over the next couple of years, and 
partners are absolutely our multiplier and our route to growth um you know so we want to be the the we want to be the partner of choice for our ecosystem so we're trying to actively drive a partner-centric culture within sap we want our partners to grow their business and their alliance with us um and you know so that's that's one of the areas we're focusing on uh, the other as i just mentioned was capability um, and capacity which is very broad but you know as a company we're absolutely committed to delivering an outstanding customer experience from, you know, from the initial de uh, decision to adopt SAP right through to the go live and beyond. Um, you know, and, and part of that is about our customers needing to get value from the monetary investment they make. Um, it's about us being able to deliver measurable returns on that investment. And part of that is about ensuring that our partners have the right skills the capabilities and also the credibility to ensure that we you know have successful delivery of customer projects um and that leads into this innovation piece you know um as a technology industry it's it's never moved at a faster rate than what we're seeing now i think we're seeing organizations embracing innovation and the adoption of technology at such a speed um and one of our highest priorities as a business but also within my team is that we drive more programs that encourage our partners to adopt or to leverage our SAP business technology platform. So, uh, you know, we want to be the platform of choice for our customers, for our partners, and we want to ensure that our partners are embedding the business technology platform into their projects. Because for us, you know, that creates extensions, it creates add-ons to the SAP core, it makes a, a richer offering for our, for our customers. So just one of the ways that we're encouraging that is by investing in the partner developer community to make sure that they have the skills to support those customer projects that I mentioned, and that we continue to drive innovation for our customers. And hackathons is just one of the ways that we're doing that. So we're trying to give access to the latest technologies, you know, so that they can learn, innovate, and essentially harness the power of, you know, what our solutions do, whilst being supported by, you know, the experts like Vivian. We've got the context there. Vivian, I'm going to hand over to you just to understand a bit more about what is a hackathon? I know you're very much more involved in the nuts and bolts. You do a lot of these showcases for our customers and partners as within your role in the labs team. So tell us, what is a hackathon? We hear this term thrown around so much, but I know there's a lot of varying um, degrees of understanding. So yeah, what is a hackathon? How did this particular one work? Um, and what was so special about it? Thanks, Adam. And yes, you're completely right. Hackathon is a broad use term. And that is also the thing with a hackathon because you can actually design it a bit how you like it and how it would work for you. But maybe let's start at the beginning. What is a hackathon? A hackathon is a design sprint-like event which happens often in a short time frame and brings together a variety of different people. For example, designers, programmers, project managers, and so on to work on a specific challenge. And the goal of a hackathon is to create like a functioning software or hardware by the end of the event. And normally those challenges are future focused so that with something what we have today, where, how could we work in the future? And our this year's hackathon was centered all around smart cities and how to feed those smart cities. So we were looking into three main areas, which was city distribution, city planning, and also waste management. And you might wonder like, okay, why did we actually choose this topic? So we chose it for like various reasons, but the main reason was that, first of all, we look into the future with now not to looking at smart cities today, but actually 10 years from now, so in 2032. And we thought just focusing on smart cities is gonna be way too broad. So we need to narrow it down. And which area do we want it to tap into? And also gave us like a wide, wide variety where SAP also has obviously a big footprint in. And we thought city distribution, city planning, as well as waste management exactly checks the right points because it's about supply chain and it's about sustainability and how actually smart cities function. So that would touch a lot of different industries from retail, consumer products over public sector. And that thought we thought was exactly the right point because it's a bit like a Venn diagram. You want to obviously have an understanding of what SAP can bring to the table because we are like facilitating it. But at the same time, it needs to be so exciting that people were like, oh, when I saw this, I really want to join. But then also it needs to be so easy so that I can talk to my mother or my grandmother about it and they understand it. So that was our challenge from the beginning. And when we started to put out a hackathon, and that's actually also one thing which I feel like a hackathon stands and falls with a great challenge. 
Excellent. And we're going to go into speaking to some of the uh, the winners uh, uh, later on in, in this episode. But did you want to just talk, Vivian, about what were the categories that we were judging our participants on? How many teams did we have take part? Who were the judges? Uh, just give us a bit more detail around that in terms of yeah the actual logistics of how it, how it ran. Sure. I think what I should cover a bit before there is why was this hackathon actually so special? Because what we did is we just had said, look, we are SAP and we have this challenge and we now facilitate this hackathon. Instead, we turned it a bit around and we thought we want to run it as an immersive event. So that we at SAP were not anymore SAP, but we were actually the smart city in the future called Sci Valley, inviting our partners to be visitors. And they even got a visitor ticket and a pass and we crafted like a whole news show around when we kicked off. So we had Sci Valley News where we updated our participants and run this whole event really immersive and asking them to visit our city and help us to make our city even smarter because with the growing population, we were at the edge of how the city can be running. And if we would just continue how we do today, we would not be able to grow and we would collapse. So that was a bit like the, the status and where we're in. So we run this event over like, uh, like uh, a month period with a lot of learning up front because as SAP was, uh, as Nadine was outlining, it's obviously also like a learning event from our side. We give a lot of resources. We gave the possibility to ideate with SAP experts together and also ask technical aspect experts a lot of questions. Um, and then when everything kind of came together in the 48 hours event, which we run like two, three weeks ago, and we kicked it off in the morning, then they had a lot of time to hack and to build their solutions. And we came together for the pitching and award ceremony. So you might want to know like what were actually the winners of the prizes, what could be given. So we thought we don't want to just give like first, second and third place. No, we don't want to like, you know, have this order. We wanted to give like different uh, categories and award winners to those categories. So what categories did we have? We had the boundary breakers, which basically was the team who has achieved the biggest impact with their solution. Then we had the SAP business technology platform Prodigy, who showed the best use of the technology. And then we had the vision masters, who were showing the most innovative use case. And to come to the winners, for the winner for the boundary breaker award, we had the Atos team winning this award. Then for the SAP business technology platform Prodigy, it was Deloitte. And the Vision Masters was IBM. How many teams did we have entering in total, Vivian? So we had around 11 teams entering this competition. Great. And obviously, you need the judges as well, right? So who do, who do we bring in to, to judge the, the entries? We had a variety of different judges. So we tried to make sure that we cover all of these three categories, which I just was mentioning before, right? How do we judge the impact, the technical piece, and obviously also the innovation piece. And what that meant is that we didn't just want to have people from inside SAP. We really also made sure that we had people externally joining us. So starting off with, for example, um, from, uh, from ERP Today, Paul, Asherwood who joined us or someone also from our customer side from TFL and even also from our SAP user group who joined us. So we just had a lot of different like a variety mix of people with SAP internal and external to judge our amazing teams. Great so going back to you Nadine um, in terms of the, the key learnings like we've, we've run this session you've had all these great ideas that have been submitted where do you go from here? How do you take these entries and bring them back into the SAP business? Like, is there a way that they can be built on further or any kind of key learnings for you both in terms of, okay, has it opened your eyes to new ways of using the BTP or just in collaboration in general? Is there anything kind of key takeaways that you, you took from it? Um, so, I mean, it's the second one of these that we've done, Adam. I think, you know, this is the largest that we've that we've done so far. Um, and I think what we are, what Vivian and I would like to do is to use this, um, let's call it an event, to use the hackathon really as a, as a springboard, not just for, 
you know, having the partners use BTP, but also looking at what can we do specifically around creating something, you know, for the industry. So we want to take, you know, that kind of innovative spirit that, that the guys have shown in this hackathon um, and build on what they've already created, build on those prototypes and look at what can we do that could com complement some, um, some specific kind of industry focus. And we, we're following it up with something that we call um, SAP Hack to Build. So, um, you know, this is a, a team of people actually where we'll work with the guys that, that took part in the hackathon and look at what can we do to help them, um, you know, take these prototypes further and either develop an application or, you know, develop a working demonstrable prototype. Um, not one that necessarily they have to commercialize through us or anything like that, but something that actually can you know, demonstrate some meaningful industry capability to our customers. So that's currently what we're working on. That's the next step. And on top of it, we also looking into for the winners, you doing some kind of collaboration event, information event with our customers. So we will invite those particular customers which showed maybe interest in learning more about what our winners have been doing into one event where they could showcase their solutions and talk more about it. Good stuff. Well, um, thank you both for taking the time to tell us a bit more about the event and, and the, the winning entries and provides a perfect segue to go into talking to our winning team. So thanks again for joining and um, I'll catch up with you soon. Thanks, Adam. Thanks, Adam. I'm going to start with our team from Deloitte. Uh, I'm delighted to be joined by Sarah and Will uh, from the Deloitte team who won the B SAP BTP Prodigy category uh, for their optimized transport supply chain idea. So thank you, Sarah and Will, for joining me. Did you want to start by just uh, introducing yourselves and what your day-to-day -day role is within the Deloitte team, please? I'll start with you, Sarah. Thank you, Adam. Hi. Um, yeah, I'm Sarah Martin, and I'm a UI UX designer at Deloitte uh, Digital. So, so yeah, I've been already working as UX designer for six years with uh, Kitri and, and and Deloitte, and and yeah, I'm really happy that I participated in this in this hackathon. It's been such a such great um, 48 hours uh, collaborating with Will and other fantastic absolute uh, stars. So I'm, I'm delighted. Yeah, and uh, Will Powell, uh, Director of Innovation at Deloitte. So um, look after how we bring um, future technologies and future ideas to make things real fast. Great, thank you both. And uh, before we, we go into the further questions, um, Sarah, did you want to start by just telling me a bit about what was the problem that you decided to tackle as part of the hackathon um, and, and how you went about that? Yeah, thank you, Adam. Um, yeah, so, uh, so yeah, we were very excited about uh, this hackathon this year. And yeah, it was great because we, uh, this year we were given the opportunity to pick between three challenges. So we decided to go for the one that um, was meant to um, optimize the, the supply chain on the on the smart city. So because on the briefing, we saw that there was a lot of excitement around drones, we decided to um, to create a, a system in which uh, drones would uh, would help optimizing the the supply chain of the of the smart city by delivering goods and then also tackling the 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 waste um, the waste management. So we'll probably um, can can throw all of the all of the techie lingo on on this on this great challenge. Yeah, so we um, what we did is we pulled in uh, the BTP's IoT services to start driving in all data from um, from drones, uh, and then we started building a essentially a web experience on top of that that surfaced all of the flight paths that all of these drones doing the the distribution that uh, Sarah is mentioning, picking up items, picking up people, um, distributing, uh, and picking up waste items, and essentially providing like a kind of central hub. Um, that coordinated all of those insights and um, and data, and meaning at any point you could see the entire network. And we had stream analytics. We had a HANA database in there that was coordinating and capturing all of that information as well. Um, 
and it was providing it back in, in real time. And then we also went and put the user um, in this conversation because supply chain is, is great, but really to get change in the supply chain in the city of the future, we need, we need users and people that are using the services to, to change. And we thought in 2032, everyone's going to be in the metaverse. Um, that's where you're going to buy things. That's where you're going to interact with uh, people. So we brought uh, essentially commerce into the metaverse and then put the metaverse talking back to uh, BTP and then into um, the, the supply chain system. So if you were wearing your virtual reality headset, um, you can select an item. That item request then gets pushed back into the network and then the nearest available drone can get uh, rerouted based on optimizations to help um, optimize kind of time to get your products, CO2 aspects, because we're trying to make it more efficient um, and really trying to make the users at the, at, as part of the, the overall solution to essentially the supply chain problem of the future. But I think we, we learned quite a lot um, as far as the process, because it was such a short space of time and there was such a nice buildup of uh, the phases within the hackathon. Sorry, I don't, don't know if there's anything you wanted to pull out as far as what you uh, what we learned as a team yeah well lots of things um definitely um yeah it was all uh, very interesting um in my case because i i i don't have much experience on 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 drones and the automation automa automatization of drones or automation of drones um it was very interesting to participate in this project, and 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 um, so so yeah, I got to learn a lot how how we could um, distribute all of the all of the drones and supply goods uh, by distributing them in hubs. Um, and yeah, from a design perspective, it it was. Um, it was very interesting how you would have to manage all of that number of drones in order to to um, to optimize the supply chain and, and, and distribute services. And just to, just to, sorry, pardon the, the ignorance. In terms of how the drones would be used as part of your idea, who is is the user? Is it essentially? Um, uh, organizations that are selling goods and, and they want a better way for them to be delivered or collected like how who is exactly the user in in this environment so the i mean probably the easiest way to think about this is it's almost like uber for drones or like if you've seen ready player one the film where oh, yes. uh, he's yep. buying items it's 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 very much that kind of idea but we're trying to build infrastructure and what we've built is actually applicable to um, and based off the same ideas that we have with the supply chains today, um, it's really the idea that we've got autonomous vehicles, um, autonomous EVs. We've got a job list that's coming through and we want to be able to coordinate that network of uh, EVs and autonomous vehicles to essentially attain, attain the goal. Um, so the end consumers are, are the companies. Um, individuals so they could be transport based on drones I think that was part of the challenge was that people will be using drones to um, move around and um, there's also the idea of um, products and, and goods which we're already seeing with um, the likes of some of the delivery and distribution companies all over the world at the moment um, and then actually it was bringing in things like the waste was actually there are other things that we're going to have to move around the cities and being able to bring in things that are lower priority um, into the solution so that when you've got peaks or troughs in demand, you can use your um, essentially your network to, to pick up those and it gives you kind of like the smooth uh, smoothing of your supply chain. And these are the same problems that we see um, we kind of work on in um, today. It's just that we have the opportunity with this idea and this, this hackathon to take it forward and say, well, what would that look like in the future? How would that be optimized um, for it? And then the kind of the consumer piece of it was almost bringing in like a, a payment API, uh, a payment plugin that can be brought into the metaverse that says, if I was a retailer and I have my metaverse experience, I could then basically drop this in and this will deal with the whole distribution system, um, much like you'd potentially be integrating into um, your warehouse and UPS or um, uh, FedEx or anything else like that. It's, it's essentially a service on that level um, to help coordinate between them all. 
Great. Um, and you mentioned there that obviously 48 hours is not a long period of time to come up with a complex solution like this. I mean, what would you have done? What would you have liked to have done if you'd had a bit more time? Or, or were there kind of the green shoots of other ideas that you had that you weren't able to incorporate that you'd like to build on further? I think the some of the optimizations and the planning that could go into bringing in machine learning to the next level to help with the whole um, process. Um, we found it very straightforward and very quick to get things set up and running with BTP, um, which is great when you've only got 48 hours. But things like bringing in machine learning and AI, um, the complexity of data that they often require to be able to train um, and get the tangible results out um, is quite challenging. But um, that's what kind of one of the areas that we think it's being able to optimize that planning system um, is probably one of the big areas that we'd like to have uh, kind of taken further and that would have been using um, more of the Leonardo capabilities of BTP. Well, I'm not sure it's technically named that, but the machine learning capabilities of uh, BTP is something that we'd like to leverage more of um, across that. I think there's a lot more ideas about how we could use the drones and how we could have used the distribution network um, into uh, into different types of jobs and how we'd be able to show and visualize the, the task list coming through and relative priorities would have been quite a nice thing to bring in. Right. Um, and in terms of what next, like what the, the learnings you've taken from this experience, is there anything you're going to be taking back to your, your team at Deloitte or anything you're going to um, take to customers or partners that you're working with on, on other sort of day-to-day -day projects that you think would be bring a lot of value to that or, or even just, yeah, as a, a personal um, interest side, are you, are you looking to, to explore these ideas further, essentially? I guess that from a user perspective, it could... Um well, probably what we propose, because it was a smart city of the future, probably it's a very futuristic idea, what, what we had in mind, but definitely can, can be scaled to a nowadays environment. Definitely the drones are already delivering and, 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 and supplying services, so it's not that far in the future or, or or something that sounds more like science fiction definitely there are already delivery drones that deliver all, all sorts of products to uh, to consumers or to people in 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 need in 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 some crisis all all around the world um so yes yeah, so um definitely creating a um definitely creating a, a network of, of drones that supply services. It, it can be totally realistic and, 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 and possible and, and having a, a platform like the one that we created to optimize the, those services, any, any, any type of services, um, it's possible and, and it's... Um, it's a possibility and a type of service as realistic and as um, as necessary as uh, any others, and can combine quite well with the uh, standard um, current delivery system um, of packages and and goods that we have at the moment. And we found specifically with this idea, we've taken it back internally as well as we've seen the uptake externally. And it's added a level of excitement into um, the supply chain. So there's opening up some eyes as far as, well, this is what potentially is possible. Um, and then on from the BTP perspective, it's a great opportunity that we've had to um, show what BTP can do. Because um, it's very easy to see BTP as a enabler of um, essentially core SAP platforms and extensions around the edge, but it really is a capable platform that offers a lot of functionality. Um, and it's kind of a good way, it's been a very good way of showcasing that um, to the wider, wider community. And then finally, we're actually going um, uh, wider than that. And the methodology and excitement that we found around the hackathon is we're looking at basically launching it as a hackathon as a service for customers. So we can help um, actually provide hackathon teams to people's uh, or to customers problems 
uh, and are looking to do the whole 38, 40, uh, 48 hour kind of window turnaround to make ideas real uh, that much quicker. Uh, and ideally leveraging the BTP because it helps us accelerate that process. Fantastic. Well, yeah, certainly you, you do amaze yourself with how much can be achieved in such a small <laughs> space of time. And it's almost like having that deadline forces you to, to innovate faster. And um, yeah, it's great to hear that you're going to be taking taking that sort of concept moving forwards as well. So, yeah, thank you very much. I, I, you've, you've covered off everything as part of your idea really well. Is there anything that we haven't covered that you wanted to, to outline at all or? I mean, I think the uh, the biggest one from our side of things would be the, any hackathons and um, ideas like this in the future. It's well worth everyone getting involved because it just makes such a difference. And it's quite a nice way of getting a buzz around the group, different groups. And this was done virtually, but there was still quite a buzz in the final presentations and um, the, the concept presentations that were going across all of the teams that just was a really nice kind of melting pot of ideas and um, innovation. Yeah, I totally agree with Will. Good stuff. Well, thank you both again and congratulations for, for winning that category and, and for the fantastic idea. Um, so, yeah, thanks for joining the podcast and uh, yeah, good luck with the idea moving forward. So next I'm joined by our partner Atos, who won the Boundary Breakers category for their IntelliWaste idea. So thank you, Dion and Russ, uh, for taking the time to join us. Did you want to start by just introducing yourselves and um, what your roles are, please? Yeah, sure. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll start with me. Uh, so my name is uh, Dion Nicopoulos, been with Atos for uh, coming up to seven years now. Um, I'm a SAP development architect, so I'm sort of day-to-day do sort of a, a variety of things, both um, technical in terms of development, but also uh, helping out in designing solutions, um, uh, just providing expertise um, around um, around SAP technologies, um, you know, in particular SAP BTP is an area that I've, I've got a great interest in. Um, so yeah, that's about me. Um, over to you, Russ. Um, hi, I'm Russ Turner. I also work for Atos and I've been with the company for 17 years. Um, I work alongside Dion in SAP development, uh, primarily as a support consultant, but also getting involved in the projects that we've got coming along. And uh, yeah, had a good time with uh, developing the uh, solution. So I'll let Dion take over with instruction to that. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, Russ. And um, Dion, if we start with you, it'd be great if you could. For our audience, tell us a bit about what was the challenge that you decided to tackle as part of the hackathon um, and what, what, what kind of inspired you to, to go after that particular challenge? Yeah, so as the name of our solution suggests, IntelliWay, so the, the, the area that we decided to focus on was, was waste, waste management. Um, and uh, we, we, we picked that because we, we felt that that is... Um, I mean, it, it's already a problem, really, and we can only see that problem getting um, worse or more challenging, as you say, rather than worse in going forward in the future with you know, greater population, greater, bigger, bigger cities, more urbanization. So that was the area that we decided that, um, you know, to, to focus on and, and try to design a, a solution um, around it. And uh, we, we sort of looked at it and, and we... we sort of identified two two aspects of, of waste management one was um, the the residence residence aspect from a you know recycling and making sure you 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 manage your own waste um, properly as a, as a resident as, as a citizen but also from the council and city perspective how, how do they you know how do they manage the waste um, and, and efficiently uh, you know in terms of um, making sure that it's um, that is collected properly that it's um, that it's disposed of properly that anything that needs to be recycled gets recycled now these two aren't aren't isolated they're obviously very much linked but there's slightly different different challenges to the people involved in in each area so so we, that's kind of the the approach that we we took to the to the problem and designed a solution around it I think to add to that, I think the waste disposal um, process has been the same since, well, since I've been alive. A big, big bin man comes along and collects all the rubbish at the end of the week. It's on a certain day, collected a certain type of rubbish. And we thought that our solution would try and revolutionise that a little bit, just to shake things up and make things a bit more efficient. So that was the main aim of our, our solution. Based on that, that challenge, like you say, Russ, 
I can only remember one one way that waste is collected. And you think about how buyer behavior, consumer behaviors have changed over the years. And, and there's obviously more regulations and requirements from a sustainability perspective. Our, our recycling bins are getting bigger. Our, our, our simple trash bins are getting a lot smaller. So that, that's obviously been big challenges from a consumer perspective. Um, but looking at your idea, so faced with this challenge, what was the idea you guys came up with? Uh, I think the main driver for this was to incentivize the waste collection that people actually got something back from doing recycling correctly. And so we introduced sort of a point system, which we called leaves for part of the project, that if you efficiently dispose of your waste, then you get awarded leaves. And that could be offset then in future against your energy consumption or even meal vouchers or put it towards things like that if a council could offer that kind of thing. Yeah, so like 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 Russ said, so that was um, kind of from uh, from the the aspect of the residents of the citizens to help them manage their own waste and, and give them an incentive, something that they feel that they're not only contributing but they're also getting something something back. Um, and from a from a city perspective, uh, we we tried to think, well, you know, how can they you know do this better, and. Um, one thing is for the residents to make sure that they recycle properly, that they that they, they do the right they do the right thing, but also making the collection of bins more more efficient, and that is by utilizing um, you know clever solutions such as um, you know clever bins if you if you can call it that, um, which uh, communicate directly and provide information to um, centrally to to a solution saying well you know it's time for me to collect or you know so the so the council or the whoever whoever kind of does the waste management knows and can can plan ahead or, or there's an automatic planning based on the optimum route but also uh, you know that that could also involve rather than the council in the city picking up um the the waste and it could also involve the the recycling companies um, who might be interested in plastic or or some sort of metal or something else to come and collect um you know collect recycling themselves um and that kind of makes it makes it the whole thing a bit more a bit more efficient and it also captures the data which you can use to see the trends you can see the certain things or, or you know the, there's more plastic waste now or for, you know what could be the reason behind that or you know there's more aluminium or you know that that can, can sort of helps um both um both private and public um sector to to plan both to plan and also to kind of see where where things are headed if we take a look at um, the, the technology behind this, so obviously this is a, a BTP hackathon. How exactly did you build this using the BTP? Like, what was it that this platform brought to your idea that um, that kind of brought it to life, as it were? Well, we we looked at the uh, the this, oh, we, oh, I say rather than looked at we we kind of had a discussion around our solution. We built the schematic. We also used the, you know the ideation from from SAP and and our own tools to to have a, a high level um, schematic of not just a solution, just you know from from a user perspective, from a council or city perspective, you know where where do the various components of BTP, you know its services and and its technology, where where do they fit in and how can they interact to make to make this better? So we sort of use that approach to to say right, okay, so we've got IoT, we've got HANA, we've got analytics, we've got integration, uh, workflow, etc. So you know where where can these components fit in and how can they support the various aspects of of what we're trying to uh, what we what we've designed? Um, so that's kind of the the the, the process that we. That we that we took really um, on this. Um. No, really, I mean it all came through the ideation process at the start, where we analysed the program, uh, the um, the problem, and then broke it down into different technologies, and we all sort of split up into groups and owned our own little bit of uh, each bit of technology, and then came together to integrate it all together at the end. Yeah, just to see how see how everything fits. So we, you know, we looked at the various options. See what you know, what could each thing bring to the table to this? How how can it how can it best be utilised? Um, you know, both in terms of what's available today, but we we, we did take some some artistic 
um, liberties or freedoms, if you like, in terms of, you know, this, this is supposed to be a solution in the future. So, you know, you could argue that some of the technology might be better um, or, or more advanced. So, you know, so some ideas um, were, were based on future technology um, and things like um, the user being able to do scanning of, um, of something that they have in their house, which they need to dispose of. And, and, he, and the scanner would be clever enough on their mobile device to tell them, you know, this is this material, um, this is what you can do with it, you know, this is how many points you get, um, you know, that technology may not be available at the minute, um, but it could be something that could be introduced to make it to make the solution even, even, uh, even more advanced. Yeah, and you could argue that we're already starting to see more kind of granularity around um, when you're buying products in the shops as to what is the carbon footprint of that particular product. Um, so you, you could say that this kind of enablement will be with us a lot faster than, than you'd expect. Um, so yeah, great, great to hear about how that technology kind of is built around um, the BTP platform. What are the key lessons that you would say you've learned on this or anything that kind of surprised you or anything that um, you, you kind of learned from a, not just from a professional perspective, but personally as, as being part of this kind of experience? Well, from my personal perspective, I was amazed that at the start of this process, we had two days to put together a solution and we managed to do that in two days, which I think is quite quite unexpected, to be honest. Um, you've been given all this technology and having to use it successfully to produce something that works at the end of it. It's quite amazing to do something of that scale so quickly and having all the tools available there in one place. Um, it just worked, which I'm amazed at, to be honest. Yeah, no. I, again, like like Ross said, I think I think that was a, that was one of the key takeaways is to to actually see how much can be achieved by using the the available tools at hand. You know, things like um, AppGyver or the, you know the older SAP build, um, what you can actually achieve, how much you can speed up the process, uh, and actually having having some sort of prototype, having a, a demo system or whatever you want to call it, um, how that actually. Um, drives the development, drives drives the ideas. Because a lot of the times you might have an idea in your head, um, and you know it looks good on paper. But once you actually sit down and start building something, you know you've got a prototype. It really kind of hammers home what 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 you can actually achieve and what what is achievable, what isn't achievable. What, you know what, what the what the requirements actually are, what the user wants to do, what the user sees, how the user experiences it um, using the the application. And um, it, it's it's invaluable information. So you know, it's one of the things that we did. I think over the over the the um, the course of hackathon, you know, actually building some of this also helped um, further enhance our idea, and um, you know, bring in more elements or, or take certain elements out and or, or change them to uh, you know to get to get a, to a final final kind of solution or the idea of it. What would you have liked to have incorporated or um, built if you had a bit more time? You, you mentioned there 48 hours. You're amazed at what you could achieve in that in that two days. But I'm sure there's there's loads of other things you'd like to have incorporated, but just simply ran out of time. No, definitely. I think uh, one of the things, like, as, as Russ said on the day, we we sort of um, you know there was about there was five of us, uh, so we kind of each um, focused on particular areas, and we we tried to to bring things together. But with 48 hours, you only have so much time. If, if we had more time, it would have been um, it would be great to try and integrate them even more to try and get a more cohesive solution. There, there was there was interaction between the components, but it would be it would be great to kind of see see that working a bit more end to end. And I think if we had more time, we would have definitely been able to focus on that and, and trying to get a more more complete solution than than what we obviously had after two days. Yeah, the core, the actual core idea was to have an Internet of Things device on each bin, which monitored how full it was. So that information then could be fed back to a central repository into a database, which could then be, have analytics written on it. So that was the whole idea that the council would get a, a view of what bins were full and be able to plan their route accordingly to pick up the rubbish in the most effective manner. and. I don't think we quite got that end-to-end -end process, but even we had the idea to do it, but having a bit more time and actually having a, an Internet of Things device which could monitor things like that 
And I think actually seeing it in the real world for real would be a good thing to do. Yeah, and I, I think it'd be, it'd be one of the things that we, you know, we we'd be interested in in kind of developing further if if there was an opportunity to actually try to achieve something end to end. You know, bring in the the IoT technology into into the properly into into the solution. Um, you know, technically and and see how that how that works. Trying to bring in the the analytics and uh, get an even better understanding of what the solution could, could potentially achieve um, compared to you know, what, what, we, what we managed to deliver on those two days. You touched on it a little bit there, Dion, but in terms of what's next, like, is there anything from this hackathon that you're going to build upon further or, or anything that you've learned that you can then take back to your teams or, or customers that are going to help you bring more value to your day-to-day role or or anything you you've learned from this that you want to expand upon further no i, I think everything um uh, well when i say everything i think all the technologies that we that we worked with um and and actually being able to to apply them in in you know uh, albeit the fictitious it still is kind of like a world uh, real world scenario if, if you like um and seeing what those technologies can do how they can interact with each other what they can achieve is definitely something that we can take to to clients is something that we can work on internally in terms of um you know our own kind of prototypes our own demo systems our own solutions that we could present uh, to clients in terms of the, the capabilities of the of the tools and you know what they can do because there's a lot of things um I, I think one of the things for, from our solution um which uh, which was uh, you know which kind of sort of surprised us to to a degree was that this could actually be done with the with the available tools today um so it doesn't necessarily it isn't necessarily something that's 10 years into the future that some, a lot of the technology if not all of it it is already there to build um most of it if not all of it so and actually seeing how how that can be used um you know if you're willing to you know to take the chance and you're willing to kind of push those boundaries a bit um you know it's 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 good to see what, what you can actually achieve and i think that's a lesson that we're definitely going to you know take away and and use excellent well thank you both it's been uh, fantastic talking to you about your idea congratulations again and uh thank thanks for taking part in the hackathon and uh yeah good luck with it in the future hopefully we'll, we'll see that come to fruition at some point because you, you can certainly see the benefits so yeah thank you both again thank you very much thank you So we're now going to be hearing from our team at IBM, who won the Vision Masters category with their vertical farming solution. I'm delighted to be joined by Kamud and Stani from IBM. So do you want to both just start off by uh, introducing yourselves and, and your, your roles at IBM, please? Uh, yes. Um, hi. Thank you, Adam. Um, so thank you for having us um, here. It was a real honor to um, have won this hackathon and in particular in the Vision Masters category. And I'm also pleased to be representing the rest of the IBM team uh, on this uh, podcast. My name is Tani Baxter and I'm a project manager at um, IBM. And on the hackathon, I play the role of uh, product owner, supply chain advisor, and I took charge of the production of our demos. And I also um, uh, prepared the presentation and presented the pitch in front of the judges um, and the other competitors. Um, Here with me, I've got uh, my... um, Colleague Komod, over to you. Hello, I'm Komod. I work as SAP Enterprise Architect in IBM. My role in Hackathon was just the same, Solution Architect. My day job is to take the user requirements and develop solution for the requirements. So thank you both um, for the introductions. Now, Komod, did you want to start by telling us a bit more about the wider team um, that was part of the project? And then we can um, hear a bit more about what was the particular problem that you were looking to tackle as part of the hackathon? Of course. So I played the role of solution architect along with me. Uh, I think a big shout out to Siddharth, Abhishek and Parth who helped us to develop the solution that we could demo to the panel. Uh, I would hand over to Stani to uh, highlight the challenge. Okay, sure. Yes, I actually wanted to give a shout out to uh, Mihia Go, who led our uh, hackathon team. He's an IBM uh, distinguished uh, engineer and uh, sustainability lead for IBM as well. Uh, he provided us with a lot of guidance. So did um, um, 
Graham Ho, who is a, an SAP Alliance lead, and he provided very useful and challenging insights. And uh, is, uh, he criticized in a way that we weren't innovative enough. So in, in the end, we, we, we became. And also Sanket Tao, who, is, um, who was our BTP um, solution architect, and he also uh, presented the pitch on the solution side. What was the, the challenge or that you, you saw as the, the one critical enough to focus your idea on for the hackathon? Uh, yes, well, um, at the hackathon, we as contestants, we were presented with several challenges facing this uh, future um, uh, city, Sai Valley, uh, 10 years from now. So we learned that the Sai Valley has been experiencing population growth, food supply and distribution challenges and the waste uh, management facilities are running at full capacity. Uh, so these were the, the business challenges uh, faced by the city and Komut can uh, tell you more about the uh, technical um, challenges. Sure. I think the challenge was to develop a comprehensive demoable solution to a very diverse idea. It actually reinforced that all the technical solution should highly integrate to a business context and that it should captivate our audience, clients, stakeholders, and especially judges and panel in events like Hackathon. Right, and in terms of, so you mentioned there some of the, the challenges around population growth. Um, what was the idea that you came up with to, to tackle this? So I, I see here it's, called the vertical farming solution. What, what was right. that idea? Like, how did you meet these challenges? Like, what, what, what was that concept that you guys came up with? Yes, uh, that's right. Um, we came up with this vertical farm idea, but how we came to it, um, we, we immersed ourselves into the future city. Uh, we even created futuristic backgrounds for our team calls uh, because the event was done in an immersive way. So we completely got into the spirit of the challenge. We felt like we are traveling 10 years into the future and all felt very real. And uh, the next thing we did is we invested um, quite a bit of time um, creating neural boards and we used design thinking principles uh, to, to recreate the, the personas, to create empathy maps of the main stakeholders of Sai Valley, and so that we can understand how these future people uh, are going to run their businesses and what uh, kind of technology would, um, would suit and would help them manage their daily challenges. For example, how, what technology is needed to run the virtual farm, uh, to operate the supply chain activities, to manage the, um, uh, the waste and recycling and also running up all the bistros. So we mapped, uh, mapped out a day in the life uh, with all the uh, stakeholders. We included all the steps and um, this then helped us to zone into specific um, areas that we wanted to build for each step of the business uh, process. So that was a time well spent with mural boards and design thinking because it helped us fuel um, uh, us with new ideas. Definitely. So and I would just add to you, Stani, we, we went into the persona of vertical farmer and local farming. When the population is huge, then of course the food requirements also increases. And we devised that by the concept of using vertical farming and local farm produce, how yeah. can the need of the ex, uh, extended population be fulfilled uh, yes. by making use of concepts like vertical farming? So, yeah. Sure, yes. So, we, we basically came up with the idea of this vertical farming. And we uh, also did a good thing by regenerating these used brownfield sites across the city into these futuristic, uh, all connected Internet of Things IoT farms. Uh, we, as Komud mentioned, we localized the food production and uh, that eliminated all the supply chain issues because we're producing inside the city borders. Also, this hermetic virtual farming environment is controlled by sensors, uh, which automatically adjust uh, all the conditions such as moisture and light. And also, this because we are running the farm in a closed environment, uh, then this eliminates the need for harm harmful pesticides and herbicides, so the crop is organic. And these um, vertical organic farms tend to yield 40% um, more produce, which actually goes a long way to provide uh, food security. So the farm is, we also mentioned the challenge contained the waste management challenge, so the running at full capacity. So for that, we addressed it by um, operating a closed loop recycling. So the farm generates no waste, everything is recycled. And we also uh, recycle the um, 
the waste of other businesses, such as Bispro owners, we recycle uh, their food waste, which is a perfect example of open loop, open loop um, recycling. And, on, in that, and to close the loop, we also deliver by drones, which in turn, uh, these drones are charged into the solar panels, which are cladding our virtual farm. And in the demos that uh, Komoot's team uh, built and we presented, uh, we actually took the liberty and enhanced some of the BTP offerings with conversational AI. So we actually added the conversation to the AI, uh, which the SAP uh, product team liked a lot. And in the BTP demos that we built, uh, we demonstrated how we are sensing the demand and how we are anticipating and even fulfilling orders in advance. And then in our chatbot, we show the real-time delivery dashboard for monitoring and taking actions on the virtual farm. And uh, this is over to Komod now to explain what uh, happened on the technical side. Sure. So we used BTP as the primary platform to build our solution. We were sure that uh, we would have two versions of our solution. One, the MVP model, which we uh, actually we did show in, on the day of hackathon. And the second version, which is the full application end-to-end, -end, which would be, we would develop as part of next steps of hackathon. In the MVP model, we used services from BTP like Business Application Studio, Fiori Tools, Mobile Services, Conversational AI, Workflow Service, HANA Cloud. In the evolved, product development or application development, we will have additional services and they would be AI ML, we would have IoT, and we would also be using Event Mesh. Now I would just brief how we translated that user requirement or that vertical farmer persona into a working prototype. So it was actually very smooth when we started to design think and we went into the persona vertical farmer that what would the farmer do after entering the farm in the morning that kicked all the ideas. So uh, we used AppGyver as our first step to make a visualized version of our solution and also to be quickly able to visualize how our application should look like. And from then, the, the steps became very clear. We, we, we were clear that we would make a mobile, a native mobile app and also a dashboard version of the application. In the mobile application, we made use of mobile services of BTP. And there we wanted to use a lot of out of the box native capabilities of mobile. So we tried to integrate mobile services with Siri. And when we actually uh, demoed the solution or when we visualized this, how the solution, how the mobile service and Siri should work, it turned out to be very beautiful. And that actually appealed to us that this is how the farmer should start working. The farmer should be clear that these are the areas which would need uh, the farmer's attention. And these are the actions that the farmer needs to take. And once we, that was visualized in our mind, we, we could easily develop a mobile application using mobile cards. And the cards would be very crisp in terms of what the farmer needs to do. And once the action is taken, the workflow is triggered and the delivery cycle, the order fulfillment cycle gets triggered. This was the mobile version of our product. The second is the dashboard version, where if the farmer would want to better see in a, on a big screen, we built a Fury analytical application and added a conversational AI to it where the farmer could uh, be helped that what is the status of uh, the deliveries, what are the sales orders, the, the, which needs action. Also, we in our um, prototype, we had the concept of green tokens where a farmer would be rewarded for taking uh, sustainable actions and the farmer would always get a notification that this action has awarded a farmer with a green token, et cetera. And all, those, all, the, the, all of them, we could visualize with the help of an analytical application as well as a mobile application. I think it was a, what we, the point we're trying to make it is very important that first of all, we have to have a very clearly defined, optimized business processes and then match these to, um, to the best possible uh, technology. Now, in terms of what you've learned from this whole experience, was there anything that surprised you or any kind of key outtakes for you and the team um, from this experience? Obviously, it's, it's 
a very short space of time, 48 hours to develop something so comprehensive um, strikes me as a, as a big challenge. Like, what are the kind of main outtakes from your side? Um, sure, yes, it was a short challenge, but um, uh, we were really um, impressed to discover the great, cap the great capabilities of SAP BTP uh, offerings, which bring together intelligent enterprise applications with, um, together with data management, analytic integration, and a lot of uh, plug and play extension capabilities into one single platform, uh, which works for both uh, cloud and hybrid um, environments. Um, secondly, it was uh, really great that in that short of space of time, we were able to demonstrate how um, SAP BTP can underpin the running and management of our future city. Uh, we were also uh, amazed at um, uh, how well the hackathon was organized. So really a big shout out to the SAP team behind this um, um, hackathon and its um, organization. And uh, the experience as mentioned was, it felt really immersive uh, so uh, the challenges presented and the life in the future city felt very real and uh, that actually helped us get into the shoes of these future people and come up with uh, solutions um, for them. We were really got ourselves into the spirit of the challenge. And then surprisingly, when the vision is actually clear and the technology behind underpinning that vision is actually clear, uh, how much it's, um, it, it is surprisingly how much information you can actually present in just seven minutes um, if all the other factors um, are clear, because we were first thought we were never going to fit this in seven minutes, but we actually managed to fit everything in just um, one second short of seven minutes. Uh, but obviously some preparation uh, went into it. I think uh, for me, it was great to see how easy it is to uh, design the user experience of our customers once we get into the persona. The things move so easily from the designing to the prototyping phase when we are really involved in the persona's uh, you know, shoes, I would say. And the similar thing happened here. We took Vertical Farmer as our main persona. And then uh, questions like, what would farmer do after entering the farm in the morning? And that makes the designing the solution very smooth. Also, um, I, I could realize that there is a lot of scope of innovation and creativity when the technologies work together and complement each other. For example, in our case, Siri and mobile services, conversational AI, it was great to see them in action. We obviously learned a lot about um, SAP, BTP, and um, also the whole challenge um, galvanized and energized our thinking and uh, our understanding of um, how um, uh, BTP, uh, SAP BTP works and um, and this actually initiative and this win, uh, Vision Master Win has now actually kick-started a series of initiatives within um, IBM and we have started client conversations uh, on using the clean core together with um, the SAP BTP technologies uh, to drive new experiences and uh, bring better outcomes for our, our customers. So the whole experience has actually been um, really um, amazing for us. Yeah, I can add that uh, BTP is evolving at a very fast pace and there are some unforeseen uh, opportunities for partner organizations. So it is a good time to be aware of that. Also, uh, it was good to uh, see that everyone in a team can contribute in the development of a product. And the same applies to the Sai Valley challenge. Every persona, vertical farmer, waste manager, city planner, and citizen have a role to play in the creation of a sustainable society. In terms of, are there any things that you would like to have included if you'd had a bit more time? Obviously, 48 hours is such a short space of time. That there's only so much you can do, right? Was there anything, any ideas that you came up with that you just didn't have a chance to incorporate or anything you would have liked to have built out further if you had a bit more time? Yeah, definitely. So we started with uh, uh, what would Vertical Farmer do? And from there, our prototype development started and we could cover half of the journey of the Vertical Farmer. We would like to complete the whole journey of Vertical Farmer. For example, we in the hackathon, we showed that the farmer gets notifications of what actions needs to be taken. The orders are there. The farmer can trigger the delivery cycle but what we could not show is that when the order fulfillment cycle begins, there are uh, 
uh, drones available, there are EVs available, and we would like to cover that part of the cycle where actually uh, the goods is transported from the warehouse to the customer and the delivery gets updated back in the ERP system. So I think that's, that would complete the a day in the life of vertical farmer. And this is what we would like to uh, cover in the next steps of Hackathon. Yes, yeah, we, we, we covered a lot of uh, connected ideas in our user experience journey. And obviously we did not have time to um, develop demos and um, uh, prototypes for all of these uh, connected uh, scenarios, such as uh, the smart the smart bins and the drone dispatches and deliveries and their optimized journeys, but we'll leave that for, for the next challenge. Finally, looking at what's next. Now, Stani, you've mentioned just now, actually, this you're going to be taking some of these learnings and incorporating ongoing initiatives within the business, but is there anything else you wanted to mention in terms of how you're going to be building upon this, um, anything that you can take to your other clients or anything within the business that has really opened your eyes to, to new ways you can deliver value or, or new opportunities? Uh, well, first of all, within IBM, we are holding a lot of um, learning and seminars and sessions, just raising the awareness of uh, the SAP BTP platform and also um, the sustainability um, agenda as well. We are marrying the two together. And this, I think, is going to be a very powerful um, combination for the um, for the future. So, as I mentioned, we've already started some client conversations, and we are also um, taking the learning, our learning from the hackathon to our colleagues at IBM with a series of um, um, workshops and seminars and community calls as well. Soon, we are reaching an event called Call for Code, where. Uh, uh, IBM and SAP would be celebrating 50 years. I think that is a wonderful chance to um, take such ideas to next steps. So yeah, I'm also looking forward to that. Well, it's been fantastic talking to you both and thank you for, for telling us a bit more about your winning idea. Congratulations again for winning the Vision Masters category and um, yeah, I wish you all the best with it moving forward. So I'm, I'm hoping to see this come into fruition one day and it uh, sounds like you've, you've got a whole lot from the experience. So yeah, thank you again for your time. That's great. Thank you. Thank you very much for having us on this podcast. Well, that brings us to the end of the show. I'd like to thank all our guests from SAP, Deloitte, Atos and IBM for taking part. If you want to find out more about the hackathon or interested in getting involved in the next one, you can find more details in our show notes for the episode. Thanks again for listening and I'll catch you next time.